the school is out. Which means it's time for High Kids. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Abby Feldman. I'm 12 years old. Coming up in High Kids today, we have a graphologist joining me in studio. Her name is Mashi Rose. I'll be speaking to her in a little while. Also on the show, I have a general knowledge, knowledge question to challenge your brain and a High Kids riddle to challenge your thinking. Here are the details. If you have any questions for my guests, or if you want to answer a general knowledge question, or if you want to just say hi, SMS this number, 34519, and it will charge you 1 Rand 50. You can send me a WhatsApp on 062-148-2374. Please sign your name. Get ready for an interesting show on Kha Kids today. Stay tuned. We're going to be talking to a graphologist. You're listening to Kha Kids on 101.9 High FM. That song was Do You Believe in Magic by The Little Mermaid. This is Kha Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Abby Feldman. I am 12 years old. Coming up, I've got a high kids riddle for you and you can win a prize from Kidding Co. If you are the first one to get the answer right, remember you have to give others a chance to win. If you weren't on High FM before in the last 90 days, you can still enter the riddle but you won't be able to win. Get ready for the riddle. I also have Mashi Rose with me, a graphologist. So send in your questions to 34519 or WhatsApp us on 062-148-2374 right after this. That song was Try Everything from Zootropolis. This is Kha Kids for Kids Bar Kids. My name is Abby Feldman. I'm 12 years old. Are you ready for the riddle? Well, here it is. What always stays hot, even if you put it in the fridge? That's actually quite a tough one, to be quite honest with you. What always stays hot, even if you put it in the fridge? If you know the answer, then SMS us your answer and your name to 34519. You can win a prize from Kid Co. And guys, please send in your name. I will be wrapping up the riddle in three minutes. Send in your answers now. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. That song was popular from Wicked. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Abby Feldman. I'm 12 years old. I have Mashi Rose in studio with me. She is a graphologist. I have a few questions for her. But before I speak to Mashi, let's wrap up the riddle. Lots of answers have come through. Thank you. Thank you for playing. Let's wrap it up. The riddle was, what always stays hot, even if you put it in the fridge? I can tell you guys, I didn't even get that answer. We have a few people messaged in. Um, Someone messaged in a chili, and someone else messaged in a flame. The answer is actually a pepper, but I think we'll, we'll have to discuss it, but I think we'll give it to you. The first answer was actually from no name. But the other answer was from Atil. So whoever whoever messaged in first will get, win a prize from Kidding Co. Mandy will call you after today. 
After the song, I'll be asking Mashiro some questions about being a graphologist. Stay tuned. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. That song was When We're Human. When We're Human by Princess and the Frog. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Abby Feldman. I'm 12 years old. My, I have a guest with me, Mashi Rose. She is a graphologist. I have a few questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Thank you, Abby. Ooh, there's a lot going on here. How did you become a graphologist? Well, it was very interesting. I heard a, um, I heard something on the radio. Yeah. He was an Israeli guy who came to South Africa. He was a graphologist, a mm-hmm. rabbi, and a psychologist. And wow. they gave him some handwriting to analyze on the air, actually. Yeah. And he was so accurate. I thought, well, this has got to be something, you know. This yeah. is really interesting. I'd love to follow up on this. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, I learned with Dr. Marcel Feinberg for many mm. years. Yeah. I did a part-time course with her, and I followed up with uh, Silvana Grandin. And um, I did my international exams through the mm. American Association of Handwriting. My husband always encouraged me to yeah. do more and do more. I initially thought it was a six-week course, <laughs> and then... <laughs> Um, I wanted to stop, and he said, no, you enjoy it. Carry on. And How long was it, actually? Oh, it, took, it was part-time. It was. Um, it took me many years. And then he encouraged me to do my exam and encouraged me to do my yeah. next exam. And it just snowballed. And then yeah. someone used to bring the handwriting to my house to check um, for uh, his staff to see that they were honest and that there were people that, you know, he could work with and mm-hmm. that there were secretaries who were fast thinkers and... It just um, snowballed, and here I am today. And for anyone who doesn't know, what is a graphologist? A graphologist is someone who looks at handwriting Mm -hmm. and analyzes the handwriting. Depending on how a person writes, Mm -hmm. it will show you what their strengths are and what their growth areas are, how they think, um, what type of honesty they've got, if they... Um, give into peer pressure if they've got a good self-esteem if they're overly emotional whatever you really look for you can find mm. in the handwriting should we assess my handwriting yes that would be very nice so before the show Mashi, but i can tell you abby <laughs> that you're a smart cookie <laughs> before the show mashi asked me to write down something so yeah okay okay so you are a smart cookie as i said <laughs> You're very idealistic. Yeah. You're a quick thinker. You've got tremendous perseverance, eh? Tremendous mm-hmm. perseverance. And uh, you appear to be very confident. I think you've got a marvelous handwriting. Really Thank a you. fabulous handwriting. And you're very good under pressure. For, I can see that from your nice wide line spacing. So wow. being being in the studio is never going to get to you. It's just something that's going to exhilarate you and you're going to enjoy it more and more. I mean, you're only 12 yeah. and you're hosting your own shows. It's, it's fabulous. It's actually very cool to know. Do you find it interesting walking, seeing people walking out, knowing something about them that they didn't know before? Like you have a secret amount of information that just no one can access. <laughs> that's very. That's a very cute way of phrasing it. Um, the truth is I try to use it so that people can find their growth areas 
or the area that they're not comfortable with. And I um, like to give them handwriting exercises so that they can change that personality aspect. Mm. And can you teach us a few little clues and stuff you use? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, one that I like to use uh, when I go and talk at schools is mm-hmm. this: it's for everybody across the board. When you draw your, when you make a letter T, mm-hmm. to start it high up. Um, try maybe write it while I tell you, because mm-hmm. writing is um, something that you have to look at to see yeah. and to practice. So what I'm trying to say is, uh, write it, and then I'll be able to talk you through it. When you write your write the word the, a T and an H. When you write the T, try yeah. to have it as high as the H goes up, so that they both start at the same point. Yeah. That will make you idealistic. And then the other feature that's even more important yeah. is where you cross it, Abby. Yeah. To cross it high. To cross it high and not to cross it low. That will um, improve your self-esteem. Yeah. And that will make you more confident. And that will help you to be on a par with yeah. peers and not to be influenced. So the thing is, I don't really cross my T's. I do like a little loop. Yes, loop I saw that. thing. And all my friends look at me and like, Abby, what did you just write? <laughs> And like, like how the teachers had teachers come up to me after exams or whatever. It was like, Abby, what? So I yes. find it very interesting. You've got a little knot. You don't lift your pen up. You've got a yeah. little knot. Yeah. And then you go back to your cross it and you go straight over to the H. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said you've got tremendous perseverance. Yeah. You, you're not someone who's going to be put off things easily. There are many different ways to cross a T, but um, for the sake of being on the radio and for people to benefit, Mm -hmm. I would say please cross it high and then um, it's the best thing you can give yourself. Yeah. The other letter I'd like to um, focus on is when you make the letter I. Yeah. For example, I am going, I am walking, I like... When you do that capital I mm-hmm. to make it a nice size, it should be in line with your other capitals. It should have a straight line and a little serif on top and one at the bottom. Yeah. Or you could leave the little serif at the top and the bottom out and just make it a straight line. Under no circumstances should you make a small letter I with a dot. Yeah. That If you see that in your handwriting, you'll know that you are a person who devalues yourself. You don't look after your gifts and talents yeah. and you don't push yourself enough because you think maybe you're not good enough. Um, some people make an eye like a very rounded squiggle. Mm-hmm. It's almost looking like, like an embryo. Yeah. Those are people who need a lot of care and attention in life. But the way I would tell you to do it is just yeah. a straight line or a straight line with the uh, a serif at the top and at the bottom. Yeah. So must I write something for you to check it or whatever? Yes, you can do that. Okay. Why would I write? Um, write the word, I will be going. And while Abby's doing that, I want to mention to you guys that it's very important to leave good line spacing between lines so that your lines don't run into each other. So what do you okay. think? Okay. Abby, you're a fast thinker, huh? Hey? 
Yeah, Abby doesn't lift her pen. She's perfect for the radio because she can think of new topics and she's got an indictive, uh, and, um, sorry, mm-hmm. there are two kinds of thinking. One is um, a deductive thinker and mm-hmm. one is a inductive thinker. So Abby, Which means what? You're an inductive thinker. Yeah. You can come up with new and new ideas to the world. You know, yeah. something like the creepy crawly or mm. something like that. Yeah. I don't know who came up with the name for that, but yeah. For the creepy crawly. Yeah. Who who named anything that? Well, it was the people who um, originally thought of the idea. They used to live in Brackpan yeah. or Boxburg. They live in Florida now. And they came up with that wonderful idea that, you know, why don't we put a machine into the swimming pool and it can clean itself instead of all of us. Yeah. Cleaning the pool every day. How do you know this stuff? So you see, when you did your eye, Mm. when Abby did her eye, in the word going, she made the eye dot and then she didn't lift her pen. She went straight into the next letter. (laughs) That is a person who can come up with new and wonderful ideas on their own. Some people make the eye and then don't lift the pen and go make the dot after that. They're Mm. deductive thinkers. Like, for example... The Chinese market, maybe people would go to America and get wonderful ideas, go home and polish them up mm. and expand on them. Wow. What other little tips do you have? Oh, I've got a multitude of tips. <laughs> Basically, the whole graphology syllabus mm. um, can be used for tips because if yeah. if you your handwriting is a little bit odd or um, it does it, it's messy, it's fine, but it, it shouldn't break the fundamental rules like well, I just mentioned spacing. Mm-hmm. Your, when you make a Y, for example, the way that it goes down into the lower loop should not be running into the line below that. Yeah. It's very important to have good spacing. Mm-hmm. Like you've got Abby, actually. Thank you, thank you. It means you like music and you've got good business acumen and you're polite. Oh, so sweet. Thank you. That's <laughs> true. When you write the word flag, people, mm-hmm. if you write, if you take a piece of paper and write the word flag, you'll see that the way the letter goes up to the top is the upper zone area. Yeah. And the way the F goes to the bottom or the G goes to the bottom, that is the lower zone area. Mm. And then this, the middle part is the tummy of the A yeah. and the tummy of the G. Mm. So the upper zone where the F goes up, if it goes up very high, then you're a thinking person and mm. you're motivated by ideas. You could be an ideas man. Yeah. And if the section that in the middle where the tummy of the A is the biggest part of your handwriting, then that means you're um, aware of social functioning yeah. and you you find it important to be um, in charge or enjoying daily activities and that's important to mm. you. Whereas if the lowest section, the, the G yeah. that goes down or the F that goes down over there, if that's your biggest section of your writing then that would indicate that you're somebody who is um enjoys sport yeah. or enjoys um a ballet or dancing or something like that so i'm looking at abby's writing and it's really well balanced usually 
if it's not, then the area that is the biggest, yeah, that is the area where you focus the most. Mm. And it usually focus comes um, at the disadvantage of another area. Okay. So, for example, you could be too worried about social stuff and day-to-day things and not employing your mind enough to think about things. Yeah. Or a sports person, for example, could have a very big lower zone with the where, where the area where the G yeah. goes down. And that means it could be focusing too strongly on sport and activity at the expense yeah. of his daily functioning or something like that. Mm. So we have that example in the hand, in the signature of Michael Jackson. Yeah. He came to South Africa a number of years ago. For a bar mitzvah in Santon. Yeah. And um, someone gave me his signature. So he's got a beautiful upper zone mm. and he's got a beautiful lower zone, but the middle zone is completely lacking. Yeah. And we all know that on a day to day basis he didn't function well, but that he, mm. he did have a good mind for music, writing songs, making money, and a lower zone yeah. also. But um, the middle zone, which is the emotional area, is where he really mm. struggled. That's actually very cool. What is the craziest question someone has asked you, thinking that you can tell the world? Well, I think one of the crazies were um, that I should analyze people who had passed away some time ago. So that gave me a bit of the heebie-jeebies. What, what do you mean? Like take a pen in their hand and like write <laughs> no. it or like? <laughs> Give me a piece of handwriting oh. that someone had given them many years ago oh, and okay. said, you know, this person did this, this and this. I, I, I just want to confirm it. You know, oh, that makes that a lot is. more sense. Mm, yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what was going through my head, but <laughs> I'm glad I didn't get the answer. That. <laughs> yes, yes, you're right. You're right. And why do you love this so much? Well, I find it so interesting because no two people really are the same. No two people write the same. And you can really find a person's strength and give them confidence Mm -hmm. and help them perhaps through the tough times. Or what I use it for is um, it's really my parnosa. I use it when I uh, work with companies to assist them to employ people who they um, say for example five people apply and they have three and they want to know who's the one that will suit the business Mm -hmm. or this particular position the best then uh, that's what I use it for I use it for honesty and integrity testing and for um, many things like instruction compliance and um, aggressiveness in the business or whether they're organized it's just um, a multitude of features that, that mm. a person can find. And can you analyze any other handwriting? I mean, languages. Yes, yes, you actually can. Um, mm. You can analyze Hebrew, mm. whereas English is from the left to the right. So the mm. left would be the past and the right will be the future. For Hebrew, you'll start on the right and move to the left yeah. So the past will be the right, the future will be indicated by the left margin. Mm-hmm. All you need is to know what the copy book looks like yeah. in, in Hebrew, what the letters should look like. And then you can also do um, Chinese, Japanese, because it goes from really? top to bottom. Yes, the, um, the past would be the top 
and mm-hmm. the bottom would be the future. That's how you can see more or less where a person's learned to write. Uh-huh. Like um, Albert Einstein, for example, his writing is very sharp yeah. and very small. And that's because he learned to write in Germany and uh, in Europe. And that's the copy book or the school model that yeah. they learn in Germany is very sharp. The American yeah. copy book is... Um, very circular and artistic. Yeah. A lot of extra kind of sh- um, yeah, shading. Waves, and waves, exactly, yeah. Yeah. And then um, what I also wanted to mention is that by the age of, say, 24, you should no longer be writing like you learned at school because yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't stop yourself from creating the handwriting that you want. Yeah. Of course, it should be legible, but um, every little thing in handwriting can can indicate something. So, mm. I think uh, that when and this and this teachers, I really respect you, and I think the work that a school teacher do, does mm. is is beyond remarkable. And I have such respect for teachers, but I do think that a teacher should not. Tell a child that he's got to write exactly like this or exactly like yeah. that, because it's it's forming the personality. Mm. I think the South African, sorry, Abby, yeah, the no. South African school model is the best one. Really? Wow. Yeah, it's straightforward. It's to the point. <laughs> it's quite a fast writing. That's how you want to communicate. You don't want to. Yeah. You just want to send your message across. You don't actually want to put all the airs and graces onto it. But I would like, if I could, to change the South African school model with some of the things I mentioned to you. The mm-hmm. spacing and the T's and the TH connection and yeah. things like that. So when they teach you in grade one to put your like two fingers to like separate like the words, should you like still be doing that? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, they say the ideal way to to separate the word is that your own A can fit in. Mm. If um, you've got a large spacing between your words, yeah. it's indicative of someone who needs a lot of privacy and needs elbow room yeah. or who can work very well on their own. But mm. you'll find a team player, somebody who likes to work with other people, their, their handwriting, the words, the spacing between the words mm. is much closer. That's very cool. It is, eh? Very cool. It's. What does it mean to have big handwriting? To have a big handwriting is usually some a sign of somebody who is confident, and a small writing is often a sign of somebody who might not be as confident. But you need other signs to verify it. But they might have an academic mentality, and that is what is coming through the most, the small writing. We found in Nelson Mandela's writing Mm. that um, he had a baseline that moved up. It wasn't a straight baseline. If you're writing on line paper, Mm -hmm. it would be moving up because he was so optimistic and he was so open-minded. His upper zone loops were nice and round. Wow. And what does it mean to have small handwriting? To have a small handwriting really indicates that a person is um, intellectually driven because they could have an intellectual mentality or they could have a low self-esteem. But um, we do need different features 
to um, to actually reach that conclusion. If you've seen Donald Trump's writing, Abby, yeah. you'll see that his signature is very sharp. Yeah. And he's somebody who could really eat a person up for breakfast. But That's when you look amazing idea. <laughs> wow. But when you look at the rest of his writing, mm. you can see that um he's definitely got good business acumen yeah. and he isn't he's he's a little bit rough, you know, he's a bit unrefined. Tough love. Tough love, that's the word. Yeah. But he's not somebody who is dishonest or um un, or vicious or he's somebody that you can trust and he's somebody who I think could lead the country in a very good way. So when he says, I'm going to build a wall, he is going to build a wall. He probably is going to build that wall. Wow, what a what an idea. <laughs> what is the difference between a left-handed person writing and a right-handed person? That's a marvelous question, Abby. A right-handed person's writing is generally moving from left to right and yeah. going very fast. Whereas for a lefty, it's quite difficult. I'm sure those of you who are lefties know that it's quite difficult because the ink smudges mm. or you've got to turn your hand around. But if you turn the paper so that it's comfortable for you to write, then mm. your handwriting can be much quicker. You can turn the paper at any angle so that it's easy for you and try not to finish your letters going back to the left because lefties tend to do that. It's called a left mm. tendency. They tend to move and finish the letter on the left, which isn't necessary. Just finish it to the right, and mm. it will make you more um, objective, optimistic, and you won't hang on to past issues or past hurts. Wow. That is – wow. Who do you look up to as a graphologist? Um, you mean in my personal life or for graphology? Both. Why not? Well, I can tell you that I, when I went to New York and I was in 770, mm. they have a library upstairs yeah. and they have um, a lot of handwritings on display. Mm. And there I saw the handwriting, of course, of the Lubavitcher Rebbe and the previous Rebbe and the Mittler Rebbe. All these wonderful tzaddikim who have the most inspiring and astonishing handwritings that you could ever imagine. Yeah. I know people have asked me to analyze their handwritings, but um, I don't know that I would ever really feel I have the chutzpah to do that. But all I can tell you is it, it's so close to beauty and perfectionism that it's it's unbelievable. Wow. Do you think that even if I don't know how to do it, that if I see someone's handwriting, it paints an image of them even if I don't know what the image is? Yes, definitely. I A lot of people have come to me and said that the Bobbers and Zaders yeah. used to employ people by looking at their handwriting. Mm. And um, although it is a syllabus... And one can't add extra features into into the um, analysis of it. You can definitely get a feeling of this is a positive writing. Mm -hmm. 
when the li- when the writing, for example, is clear like yours is, yeah. the line spacing is clear, the letters don't run into each other, there isn't messy bits of ink spilling all over, or letters like a letter O that just goes round and round and round, you know, leading absolutely nowhere. Those are negative features. But if you see a straightforward, nice script, mm-hmm. you can assume this is a nice person. Yeah. And is there any way to like, ever forge handwriting? Yes, definitely. Um, that is called um, 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 the science of um, forgeries. Okay. It's um, I do that as well. I work for some banks. Yeah. Really? Yes, or people who have tried to forge a will. Yeah. And um, there are some classic signs that yeah. you can look for. You know, sometimes the handwriting, it just looks different. Mm. Then you can follow the, the line of the writer and you can see, well, he's had a different hand movement and um, it's not mm. particular to this type of writing because we look for something that's idiosyncratic to everybody's writing. Yeah. But if people are forging it, they usually go slower. And there's a lot of ink spills and Mm -hmm. the pressure is different. Under a microscope, you can see this very clearly. Yeah. That's – wow. I've been saying wow a lot. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Abby. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate every wow you've given me. It's really cool. Um, Okay. What – The interesting thing that I wanted to mention to you, Abby, sorry to interrupt you, is um, there are, we've got signatures of a lot of leaders in the world. And um, one that I really like is Golda Meir's handwriting. Mm -hmm. Her signature, that G, had a knot in it, a lot like your T's have got. And that's why they said she's the only man in the, in the, in the cabinet because she was so perseverant and she was such a hard worker. Mm-hmm. And then when she did her letter M, if you guys at home will take a pen and paper and write that mm-hmm. M again, the first hump signifies mm-hmm. the writer. The yeah. second hump signifies the family. Mm-hmm. The third hump signifies the, the public. Okay. So the one that you used to run into the M, that's you. That shows you how important you are in your life. Mm. And it shows you, the second hump shows you how important the family is in your life. Yeah. And the third hump will tell you how important, Boozy's <laughs> laughing, how important the public is to you. Mm. So Golda Meir, she had the first hump high mm. herself. She was the most important. Then came yeah. the second hump was slightly lower, that was her family, and the third hump was the public. Because they say if you don't feed and fill yourself, yeah. you don't have enough to give to other people. Wow. So there's a there's a big combination of humps that you can find, mm-hmm. and that will tell you. It's, it gives you a lot of insight into the writer. Who's important in his life? Is it the public? Is it his family? Is it himself? Who's the main mm-hmm. man in his life? And what does it tell you if you're using different color pens or whatever? Does it tell you something about the writer? Um, we don't pay too much attention to the pen color, but um, usually a person with a black pen is somebody mm-hmm. who likes things to be done properly. Um, uh, somebody with a blue pen, that could be a teacher. You know, that's 
like an open-minded thinker. Mm-hmm. A green pen could be a creative architect. Yeah. And a red, someone who only uses a red pen, um, we assume that, you know, they could be domineering and bossy. Yeah. But um, usually critical people or average people write with an ordinary type of um, pen nib, you know, like a ballpoint. Yeah. Uh, people who are very sensual or enjoy the finer things that life has to offer, they like to write with um, a, a nib that is is wider, like a medium nib. In the olden days, they used to use a quill, and mm-hmm. what they did is they took a feather and by the uh, uh, they took a quill and they cut it, they split it at the bottom, and then they would dip it into the ink. And they would write with it. So the harder they would press, the more the nib of the quill would split and the more the ink would come running out. So that was a sign of somebody who really enjoyed the finer things in life and it was sensual. Like um, we've got samples of Napoleon Bonaparte's writing and it's so messy and so blobby and there's mm-hmm. just so much ink spill. Whereas uh, maybe a more critical academic person like, you know, a professor at university mm-hmm. would um, would just use an ordinary pen or a thinner point yeah. pen. Have you ever analyzed your handwriting? Yes, I actually have. And? Very clever question, Abby. And you know what? Uh, it just gave me um, an insight into myself that I never really had. I... I wasn't a very confident person when I yeah. was growing up. And um, I used to have the little eye of someone who devalues themselves. Yeah. And I used to have a lot of things that weren't really okay. Mm-hmm. And when I saw those things, I did try and improve them. And I want to give you that message too, people, that if you see something in your handwriting that you don't think is really good, you can change it because this is the most quick way you can enter into your subconscious mind and change it. I'm actually working with a orphanage in KwaZulu-Natal. Yeah. And they send me the handwriting of the children mm-hmm. there. And we're trying to build their confidence and give them self-esteem. And for the writers too, I mean for the listeners too, you're welcome to send your handwriting to Abby at FM. And I would be delighted to show you what handwriting changes you can make. And uh, these things can improve your your self-esteem and your feelings of self-worth or whatever area you feel that you might be struggling in. Lucy's sitting here laughing at all of this. I want him I want you to <laughs> analyze his handwriting and see what comes up. The guy who pushes the red buttons, let's see. Let's see what happens next. Yes, I'm going to have a look at his handwriting and see. Oh, yes. Vuzi is in charge. Thank you, Vuzi. Thank you for coming on Chai FM and telling us about um, graphology. Okay, so I'm talking to you about Vuzi. He didn't write terribly much, but he wrote enough for me to tell you that he's optimistic and he's a happy guy. He's a clear thinker. He enjoys music. And Vuzi's advantage is that he he combines two thinking processes. He's mm. got a very good memory. Hey, Vuzi? Yeah, he's shaking his head. Yep. <laughs> he's got a very good memory. He's a cumulative thinker because he can accumulate all the things. And he's also um, a um, 
analytical thinker. Wow. Yeah. So most people have got one type of thinking. So mm. when you've got two already, you know, you're the Abishter has blessed you. Look at that, Vuzi. Mm. Go Vuzi. Awesome. Think we're going to play our next song and we'll be right back. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. This has been Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. I'm Abby Feldman and you've been listening to Hi FM on 101.9. Thank you.